Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetta here and Susan Davis with Jesus 24-7. And today we're going to discuss our End Times News Report Week in Review. Susan, welcome back to the show. Thanks a lot, Dina. I'm really glad to be here. And boy, what a difference a week makes, right? Absolutely. There has been a lot of apocalyptic headlines in the last few days, even. It's been crazy. It's been a It's been a week for Bible prophecy. I tell you, every week you just wonder what you're going to wake up to. I mean, you know, it's making our lives very interesting here on Jesus 24-7. And busy, and busy too. Oh yes, we are very busy, and today is no different. And I want to just start out with a big wow about what happened and just took place in Florida. What about that? Yes, yes, that was just devastating. For the state of Florida. Right now we're getting some numbers. Uh, I think so far there's been unfortunately like 21 deaths so far. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's yeah. come up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fort Myers was, you know, basically destroyed. They're calling it like an atomic bomb went off. Right. Right. I have uh, been looking at the videos, the drone shots and everything. And I'm just, I, there just aren't words. There aren't words. Um, You know, we're going to get into this more later in the show, but just a a highlight of what we're going to be talking about is, Dina, you and I spoke earlier about this, and we feel that this is just nothing short of a tsunami that hit them, right? That's what it looked like to me, is that Mm -hmm. it looked like akin to a tsunami, like Mm -hmm. not as bad as Japan, but I mean, there were cars floating in the water. Mm-hmm. There were right. sharks, you know, floating, swimming right. down the street, and, and the houses were floating. I mean, people lost everything, everything they owned. Right. So yeah, I, it's yeah. it was catastrophic. And there are many interesting things about this. I think this is a once in a 500 year event. In fact, these kinds of events are not really common on the Gulf Coast of Florida, right? Yeah, from what I understand is that, you know, these hurricanes always threaten to hit Florida, but they're... (laughs) They miss it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. This was apocalyptic. There's is there's just no way around it. I mean, it was like a tsunami right. hit them, a bomb. Right. The idea that there was water that was sucked out of Tampa area. Yes, and, uh, and it hasn't come back in yet, from what I understand. No, no. and it, it was completely pulled out of Tampa and swept back into the ocean. And no doubt, probably redistributed into Fort Myers. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, you know, meteorologists can t- say better about how, you know, what went down here. But um, I, I personally have spent, uh, I spent about a month on Sanibel Island one time in my past life. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, it was really hard to look at the pictures of Sanibel. Sanibel is fairly well decimated at this point it's not looking good and for them and they are there's a causeway one causeway that goes in and out of sanibel and it's a large bridge area you know highway mm-hmm. and it's just decimated not in one place but more than one i mean you can't even see the road gone completely and then you other places it just looks like the roads just completely tore out and there's no nobody's going over that causeway now and there's no way to get on that island just short of a helicopter or a boat a fa- take a ferry over somehow yeah it took out the whole yeah. bridge right and i heard the mayor's talking about you know having to go over there by boat to there's still people on that island there's still people living there trying you know to make a go of it but there's no go of it because, you know, they have no foods, access to supplies over there. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be able to live like that very long. They're going to have to, you know, leave at some point. But I can understand when people hesitate, you know, and they don't want to leave their homes. But uh, this is different. This is this is a major, major hurricane that came through. They're going to have to they're going to have to leave. 
probably, you know, until they get their infrastructure built back up, you know, who knows how long that might take, because this is, this is serious, Dina, this is very huge, and just that whole coastal region, you know, below Fort Myers and, and above it, you know, up to Sarasota, all kinds of damage, flooding, wow, just unimaginable, and also a lot of electricity turned off, and it, it, it's just, it's just, you know, these are the end times. I, you know, what do we need to say to people uh, to get them to sit up and pay attention? Yeah, this is bad. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, that's what you get for living by the coast. But no, this is happening all over the planet, right? We've been reporting on this, you know, in previous shows week after week we we cover the news we cover news that lines up with bible prophecy and we see this over and over it's happening everywhere yes and and in fact it's not just hurricanes it's earthquakes and volcanoes and landslides and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that are there a lot of things catastrophic things that are happening right and they're getting worse you know getting worse yeah, the further we get into these end times, the, the more worse it gets. Right, and these events, they're coming in just like the Bible said, like birth pains. They're coming together closer, and they're much stronger than they normally have been in the past. So we're seeing the Bible come to pass, there's no question. And so on these somber notes, we're going to go ahead now and move forward with our news like usual, but uh, we will come back to this information on Florida in a little bit later in in our broadcast. But let's go ahead with some of the headlines from around the world that line up with Bible prophecy. And thanks for joining us, by the way. Let's take a look. Here's a headline. A magnitude 6.2 earthquake hits off the west coast of northern Sumatra, Indonesia this past week. So, boy, that is a major thing, at least... 73 people were killed when a boat carrying Lebanese and Syrian immigrants to Europe sank in the Mediterranean Sea Thursday. Syrian officials announced on state TV Friday morning one of the deadliest recorded migrations from the country as Lebanon's economic crisis continues to unfold. So we had 73 dead as a migrant boat from Lebanon sinks. That's catastrophic right there. Yes, it is. Russian storms out of UN meeting after being confronted over Ukraine. No surprise there. A lot we've had so much of that going on. Antagonism between Russia and NATO and UN and the United States and everybody else. <laughs> We're really heading towards a war and there's no question. Here's a catastrophic flooding rocks Puerto Rico in the wake of Fiona and destructive tornado hits Galmuchil. Sinola, Mexico. This is interesting. Russian TV says nuclear war is likely. Putin hastily ready nuke missiles with unlimited range. No surprise there. We know that he is arming and getting ready. We spoke about this last week. That's still ongoing. Right, Dina? That's right. That's right. And in fact, he just annexed four portions, four counties, I guess, of Ukraine today. Well, Dina, we have, from time to time, recently talked quite a bit about people being hit by lightning. Here's a different one. A student rower, and I'm talking about those who row boats, was injured after an apparent lightning strike on a Florida lake last week, and he has died, becoming the second fatality stemming from the weather-related incident. And so uh, two students were rowing and on this lake and they were struck by lightning and did not make it. So, boy, that's really, really tough. And also thousands of Russians fear President Putin's new draft orders. You know, right now he's looking to draft 300,000 of his people. And we know that there was some thought about doing draft for a million and now they're at 300,000, but they've been rioting in the streets, about 1,100. The last I heard were arrested in areas like St. Petersburg and Russia, which is some of the largest cities in Russia. They're not happy 
with this war and they don't want to fight it. They don't want to fight Putin's war and they're rioting. And not only that, there's pictures of them leaving the country. The streets that are heading out of Russia are just, you know, the traffic is lined up and they're escaping into other areas like Finland and they're just going everywhere they can to get out of uh, Russia. They don't want to fight this war, Dina. No, they don't. And it's not like Russia needs more land. Russia is huge, all right, as a country. They don't need any more land. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, partly of what this is about. He wants to go in there and take Ukraine and make it Russia. And mm-hmm. um, and the people, you know, they've got, you know, we have to think of it this way. They've got family in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, people in Russia have family in Ukraine. They've got cousins and friends and they don't want to go fight their neighbors. So, right. Right. yeah, it's... Um, it's hard for them, you know. Right, right. This is huge. It's a huge event, and it's it's unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And uh, prior generations have seen, you know, the likes of World War II. You know, World War II was interesting. People would fight a war like that willingly because there was a cause. They were trying to stop evil, you know, the Hitler regime and all of that. But this war here... What would be the outcome? Uh, if if Russians win such a war, what does it mean to them? They go back to the same houses they live in and eat the same kind of food that they get. And there's not going to be a, a big, you know, there's no win here for them. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to fight this war. They, they don't want to be part of it. And I'm sure the Ukrainians don't want it either because it's their land that they're decimating. And so the whole thing is is really just Putin's war. And Putin is, I believe, God has put a hook in his mouth and bring him into this arena. And his goal is really Israel. Don't you agree? That's right. Gog. He will put a hook in his jaw and lead him Mm -hmm. into Israel to invade Israel. Right. Okay, well, let's take a look at our next big headline. An animal tranquilizer poisoning the heroin supply has drug policy expert worried. Xylazine has found its way into what used to be the U.S. heroin supply, but is now almost entirely illicit fentanyl, a powerful opioid that can be a hundred times more potent than morphine. Xylazine is not an opioid, but it can knock a user out for longer than most opioids, about six to eight hours thus playing a growing role in drug overdose deaths, according to experts. When injected, the mixture of xylazine and fentanyl, sometimes called trank dope, can also produce grisly injuries such as lesions or open skin ulcers because they can be extremely painful. Some individuals who use drugs will continue to inject into these open sores and wounds for relief. However, that can make things worse, causing the wounds to necrotize or essentially rot on the body, often requiring amputation. Sometimes it can even result in death. I mean, wow, I just... Just how crazy are things getting, Dina? I think I mentioned that in 2020, we saw 40,000 American overdoses from opioids like fentanyl. And that figure had moved up to 2021 and 2022 current to 107,000 deaths in America. And it's not slowing down. Uh, the DEA and some of these other outfits, uh, you know, the police that work with these cases, they say it's only doubling on the streets. It, and this is Bible prophecy coming together because the Bible talks about drug use in the end, that in the last days they would be, you know, hooked on drugs, basically. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Right. It's coming to pass. In fact, these numbers of deaths rival anything that we're seeing with COVID, I think. But it's completely silent. We're not hearing anything about it. It's just it's just crazy, you know? So this is an interesting headline. North Korea launches ballistic missile into the Sea of Japan. What do you make of that? Well, he did that like three or four times this week. And he did it yeah. because um, the VP, Harris. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Yeah, Yeah. she was over there, and (laughs) she said something yesterday, I think. um, She said that we, as America, have a strong alliance with North Korea. So 
Big problem there. We don't have an alliance with North Korea. And right after she said that, he fired another ballistic missile. <laughs> so, because, you know, just to be like, you know, no, you know, I don't even know where she got that from. So, yeah, so he's mad because uh, we're having these war drills as well. You know, uh, Kamala Harris is there. And we had these, uh, we have these war drills with um, South Korea. And these war drills are a little bit more bigger Actually, it's the largest we've had since 2017, um, since Trump went over there to go visit with um, the North Korean leader. And so he's not happy about that. We also sent our carrier there, the USS Ronald Reagan. And I think that was the first time that we've ever done that. Um, I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time we've ever sent that carrier to uh, South Korea to do these war drills. So yeah, Kim Jong-un is not too happy with the United States. And I don't even think he likes the new South Korean president either. So we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, but we certainly do not have an alliance with North Korea. I just thought that no, was funny that she not say really. that. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, you just never know what you're going to see on the news these days. All right, here we go. Super Typhoon Noru makes landfall in Luzon, Philippines. And same time, Fiona makes landfall in Nova Scotia as the deepest low-pressure system to hit Canada on record. So next up, New Jersey to punish schools that don't teach 10-year-olds about gender identity. Wow, they've got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) cannot read this stuff it's almost too much you know okay here we go extreme typhoon talus slams central japan killing two just days after deadly super typhoon nanmadal hit it on monday thousands are in the dark in videos and pictures we can see that regarding the one in nova scotia that's left hundreds of thousands without power so um also puerto ricans uh who were hit after Fiona are also still without power. I mean, I can imagine how difficult that might be for them to have that kind of destruction from a hurricane and then just go days and days without power. And they were already struggling. I think it was from a prior hurricane some years back. Was it Maria that hit them before? I think it was. I can't remember. I think it might have been in 2020. Right. And it was, you know, even still just awful. And so much of this is going on. So we are really seeing the stuff right and left. It's just not slowing down at all. This is definitely birth pains that are ramping up and getting stronger and closer together. No question. Do not see this slowing down. Dina, there is not going to be a slowdown. We're going to we're going to ride this right up to the return of the Lord. So three Stoughton officers had inappropriate relationships with a girl who later died by suicide. This was in Boston. Can you believe that? Oh, that's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. The story goes that uh, three police officers began inappropriate relationship with a 13-year-old who was, I think, a foster care child. I'm not really sure. And this was ongoing. And ultimately, she ended her life with suicide. You know, this is another horrible thing, the atrocity that's going on in this world is people who are in authority figures that other are entrusted to children in foster care programs, teachers, principals, coaches, uh, pastors. This is just pure evil, Dina. Yes. And we see it. It's happening everywhere all the time. And it's just, it's just incredible, the headlines we get. And uh, so many times we see teachers taking advantage of their students, and not just men, but women too. I, you know, it just really is shocking. It's perverted. Oh, it's incredible. It's, it's demonic is what it is, even. Well, here's an interesting headline. Iranian Christians warn Biden's speech almost identical to anti-Christian rhetoric of their own government. What do you mean? Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> well, I mean, he's anti-God. You know, let's, right. let's think about it. You know, he's pushing very hard for these abortions. He says he's Catholic. Well, you know, thou shall not kill Thou shall not murder, you know, hello. 
Uh, let's take a look at what's going on with, you know, our friend Justin Trudeau in Canada. Boy, he just, he and his government, they are just about as bad as any of them. And along with France and some of these other cronies, the horrors of Canada's assisted suicide regime are finally coming to light. Left-wing media outlets around the world have begun criticizing Canada's assisted suicide laws as citizens turn to euthanasia to escape poverty. Over the past two years, Canada's euthanasia regime has gone from a hidden horror show to an international recognized horror show. The global headlines have been both brutal and damning. From a Latin American news outlet, Canadians turn to euthanasia as solution to unbearable poverty. From the staunchly left-wing guardian, all Canadians being driven to assisted suicide by poverty or health care crisis. From the Associated Press, disturbing experts troubled by Canada's euthanasia laws. From the UK's Spectator, why is Canada euthanizing the poor? From Brazil's Rio Times, Canadian government pays poor who can't live with dignity to commit suicide. The universe, David Fancy says, is not a Hallmark card. He's a dramatic arts professor at Brock University, but fairly recently, he's taken on a new role, helping the people coming up against too many barriers in life who want to choose the alternative, death. Even the normally domesticated Canadian press has been reacting in horror to the stories leaking out of our euthanasia regime, like blood under a hospital room door. Although it must be pointed out with a few notable exceptions, such as Andrew Coigne, the press champion the legalization of assisted suicide obediently switched to using the euphemism MAID, medical assistance in dying, which is made. When asked and generally celebrated the decision as the next step for progressivism, despite all evidence presented by the disability community, mental health professionals, and pro-life activists, we were repeatedly told that what is currently happening would never happen. Some were tragically wrong and some were lying. Now even the Toronto Star, Canada's largest and most liberal newspaper, is starting to realize that we may have made an awful mistake. A September news item is titled, Hunger Games-style social Darwinism. Why disability advocates are worried about new assisted suicide laws, and the story is not pretty. And so we could just go on about this, but I'm telling you what they're doing is so criminal, it's, it's not even funny. They're promoting assisted dying as a means of saving money in their own health programs, giving people the option of a suicide assistance as an option to their struggles. There's one woman I read about, she's a handicapped and she's unable to find housing. And she, you know, is not able to find suitable housing for her handicap, which she's in a wheelchair. And they are going to help her with assisted suicide as her alternative because they cannot place her in appropriate housing. What do you think of this, Dina? That's crazy to me. Nuts. They should be helping her find housing, not telling her to kill herself. That's essentially what they're saying. Right. And this is not even like, you know, I'm telling you, this is not even illegal what they're doing. They're calling it legal. They've made it legal. It's just, I mean, it's demonic. There's, it's evil, it's wicked, it's um, depopulation. That's what they're doing. Right. That is their goal, right. is to depopulate. Well, check out this headline. Satanic Temple sues to overturn Indiana abortion ban, says killing babies is a religious freedom. The Satanic Temple filed another pro-abortion lawsuit Wednesday, this time claiming the state of Indiana is violating its members' religious freedom by banning the killing of unborn babies in abortions. The Satanic Group says an abortion is one of its religious rituals and banning it violates its members' U.S. constitutional rights. Okay, well, um, you know, they actually, at one point, the Satanic Temple group actually raffled off abortion, a free abortion ritual at their temple. So people could, you know, be present when they performed an abortion that it was actually a religious ritual. Okay, I'm, I'm just reading the headlines. I'm just not, I'm not lying to you. This is real. It's happening right now. And people wonder why the United States is under judgment, right? Oh, yeah. You know, 
he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change, you know. And if he dealt with the sacrifices of the killing of babies in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. he's going to continue to deal with it. He's going to, you know, judgment is going to come. Bottom line, you know, this is sacrificial. It, it's it's innocent blood is what it is. Right, right. Just horrendous, horrendous. Well, we've talked about this topic before, and I'm bringing it up again uh, because we have some news on it. Large sinkholes in Guatemala leave at least three injured and two missing. And so they swallowed two cars, leaving two people lost and unrecoverable and three injured. And for anybody that doesn't know about the sinkholes that are going on around the world, we ask that you go over to our Facebook page, End Times Sinkholes. And if you go over there, you'll be able to scroll down and see all the pictures of these sinkholes that are showing up, not just in certain parts of the world, but every part of the world, every continent, and in the country and in the city both. And we know that this is a Bible prophecy coming together. It's judgment. God uses sinkholes uh, for judgment all the way back in the Old Testament when he dropped Korah and his co-conspirators into the ground after they attacked Moses and Aaron. And we're seeing this sort of thing again. This is really serious stuff that's going on in the world. And uh, if you want to take a look at that, go over to that page. Check that out. And uh, let's move on to some more news. All right, here's an interesting one. Patrol spots Chinese Russian naval ships off Alaska Island. Not a surprise, right, Dina? That's right. Yeah. They're getting closer and closer, too, to our, uh, you know, to our land. But interesting that, you know, usually we see one or the other. You know, we see Russia with their planes or reconnaissance planes, or we see China and their warships. But doing it together, that's something new. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see that as much. So I don't know if they're they're definitely trying to send a message. Are they scoping out? You see, this is a thing. And this isn't a prophecy that's in the bible per se but there are people that have had dreams and visions of russia and china among other nations you know our adversaries that will eventually invade the united states people have had dreams about you know submarines off the coast off our coast and so you know are they looking to do that you know are they looking to invade are they scoping out a plan i mean Anything is possible at this point. We are their enemies. We are, I believe, and this is just my personal opinion from doing this for, you know, for so many years. I think at this point right now, we are in a cold war with Russia and China. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, it's a proxy war on neutral ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, well, you have probably heard, if not from us, but from other news sources, that there are food production companies all over the place that are being torched or uh, burned out or or something going on, and to the number of over 100 now. But here's another one. Fire breaks out at world's biggest produce market in Paris. And so this seems to be an ongoing problem. Yes, very interesting that somebody... I don't know who it is, are attacking our food supply. Are they trying to make a famine happen? You know, are they trying to do this? Are they trying to starve the world? Well, you know, you might look to the the World Economic Forum that wants us to become bug eaters. So you, you <laughs> never know what, what, what that is all about. But uh, yeah, we see this in the Bible. It is the third horse of the apocalypse. After rapture, after Jesus begins to open the different seals, and the third seal is famine, food famine, and and, uh, economic downturn. And so what we're seeing is all of this lining up. It's, it's beginning to get ready. We're not quite there yet because, you know, the restrainer has to be removed first, which is the church with the Holy Spirit. But so next we will be seeing these things. But the idea that we're seeing it come together so fast now is really telling us that the Lord's return is coming right to the door at this moment. And this is definitely time to be looking upward. Now, here's an interesting headline. A massive landslide damages dam wall in Arunachal Pradesh, India. 
And so these kinds of events are all over the planet. And uh, for anybody that's interested, if you go to our Facebook page, End Times Landslides, just put it in the search engine, End Times Landslides, you can go over there and see how much landslide activity is going on. There's definitely a major uptick of landslides around the world. And that's scriptural because God talks about in the end days that he's going to bring the mountains down, and boy, is he doing it. And we can sure see evidence of this all over the world. Okay, next I want to talk about these blasts that are preceding Baltic pipeline leaks and with sabotage seeming likely. These pipelines that are leading from Russia over to Europe have been, you know, how do we put it? They've been um, tampered with. And the leaking natural gas is damaged the Nord Stream 2 pipeline system. And so leaking natural gas from damaged Nord Stream pipelines is erupting like geysers. And this is in the Baltic Sea, for anybody who hasn't heard. And so Danish military shows the spread of disturbances on the sea surface. And European officials said Tuesday they believe the leaks were caused by sabotage. Dina, you might be able to tell us a little more about that. Yes. So the United States is blaming Russia The European Union is saying that they're going to keep the person that did this or the nation that did this accountable. And Russia is pointing the finger at the United States and they're calling the United States, they're calling this a terrorist attack. Now, in February, before, or it could have been January, it was before Russia went into Ukraine and started this war, Biden said in a news conference that he would destroy this pipeline if Russia went into Ukraine. And so, you know, he said that this was going to happen and now it's happened. You know, and many people are asking, you know, why would Russia destroy their own pipeline? Well, I'm sure that there's reasons, you know, if that is the case, but this essentially could start World War III. I mean, you know, you're messing with somebody's pipeline. I mean, this is huge, you know. Um, uh-huh. And so Russia has called on the UN for an emergency meeting and um, they want to get to the bottom of it. So I guess we're just going to have to wait to see what happens. But yeah, this is pretty big news. And, uh-huh. you know, with blowing this up in the ocean, all those chemicals are going into the ocean. So not a good situation, not good at all. This is definitely an escalation. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, are four pipelines now down, or do you know? I- I'm not certain. I, I think mm-hmm. I did hear four. There were also rumors that there were Russian ships near the pipeline right. before it exploded. Um, 14 miles, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I, I don't know what to make of it. It's definitely an escalation. Definitely. Right. Well, the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 systems were designed to transport natural gas from Russia to Europe. Each system comprises two pipelines, giving four in total. Danish and Swedish officials have said that three of the four pipelines are leaking and possibly four and that would be all of them, basically. So, yeah, this is like a real serious situation. There's no question. It's serious on many levels. It's like you say, it's just churning pollutants into the ocean. And another is it's going to, you know, deprive Europe of vital uh, energy. And the third is it's going to trigger potential war. So this is not a small deal, right? No, it isn't. Those leaks were northeast of the Danish island of Bornholm, and they were uh, damaged, like erupting like geysers in the Baltic Sea, and the explosion measured 2.3 on the Richter scale and was detected in the area at 7.04 p.m. local time last Monday, according to seismologists at Sweden's Uppsala University. So that's the skinny on that and probably much more information forthcoming as the days go on. But wow, we're really seeing a lot of crazy. Now, you talk about Bible scripture coming to pass. 
This is really crazy. Woman in prison who said she was left to give birth on uh, to her baby alone on the dirty cron- concrete floor of a jail cell in Maryland filed a federal lawsuit Tuesday alleging that jail nurses ignored her screams and pleas for help for six hours. And she was left alone to give birth on on the jail floor. Is that incredible, Oh, Dina? that's horrible. Yes. And that's not the only thing. There was another like lawsuit similar filed in 2019 by a woman who gave birth alone in a Denver jail the year before, claiming that nurses and deputies ignored her pleas for help for five hours. Surveillance video released then by the law firm representing Diana Sanchez, which is also representing Valentine, showed her lying down on a narrow bed, crying out in pain, delivering a baby boy. That lawsuit was settled over in Denver, but unbelievable. I mean, just how could people be so cold? I really don't understand. I mean, it's just demonic. part of prophecy. The Bible says that their hearts will grow wax cold. And so that's what we're seeing right now. It's really barbaric almost. Oh, know? yeah. It, it, that is a word. You used it. That's correct. It's barbarism. <laughs> Good word. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got just incredible stuff going on. Mediterranean corals are dying off. In temperate shallows of the Mediterranean, once vibrant red and purple coral forests that provide a crucial haven for biodiversity now stand bleached and brittle, transformed into skeletons. By record summer temperatures, scientists say. So, boy, we're seeing just horrendous things going on. And this continues to happen around the world, you know. We've talked about these corals before dying in the ocean. Just horrendous. Now, I want to talk about something different here. An Ebola outbreak was declared in Uganda. Health authorities in Uganda declared an outbreak of Ebola on September 20 under a case of the Sudan virus disease, was confirmed in Mubend district in the central part of the country. This is the first Ebola disease outbreak caused by the Sudan virus in Uganda since 2012. A national task force is meeting every day. The case was a 24-year-old male who developed a wide range of symptoms on September 11th, including high-grade fever, tonic convulsions, bloodstained vomit and diarrhea, loss of appetite, pain while swallowing, chest pain, dry cough, bleeding in the eyes, and he did not survive that patient and that was the onset of ebola in uganda that was the first patient and so those are the symptoms of ebola it is a scourge it is it is judgment truly a disease of judgment coming to the world and uh, we hope they can contain it because if that gets loose on the planet it will be devastating because people die quickly and they die in a horrible uh, fashion so we we just hope that god continues to hold back the evil while the church remains here and that we would get relief from all this very soon right amen okay guinea deadly floods strike in conakry guinea thousands affected in cancon region in niger 168 dead 227,000 affected as flooding continues. Mali, hundreds of homes destroyed by floods in Mopti region. And in Canada, one killed in Newfoundland as storm surge from Hurricane Fiona sweeps homes into the ocean. So we're just seeing so many floods. And where there are floods, there are landslides. And so Central America had floods and landslides in El Salvador. Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Caribbean, rain from that Hurricane Fiona triggers deadly floods and mudslides there. Venezuela had flash floods in Tachira and leaving seven dead and three missing. And Philippines had five rescuers die in the Typhoon Noru floods. Spain had one killed in Murcia flash floods after 29 millimeters of rain in 10 minutes. Spain also saw floods in Catalonia and Valencia, and a policeman died in a flood rescue in Benissa. In Italy, we saw seven dead and three missing after severe flooding in Marche 
region. Australia had floods turn deadly in New South Wales. And so there are floods going on all over the planet. And now we have them in uh, Florida as well. And for anybody who wants to know what's going on, you can go over to our Facebook page. Again, put it in the search engine in Facebook, End Times Floods. Again, that's End Times Floods. And you can go over there and see all the flooding activity that's going on around the world. So that's really fantastic. Just shows you that we're in the, you know, the days of Noah again. Now here's an interesting thing. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't know, but in Canada, China reportedly has multiple remote police stations that target its own citizens. An organization named Safeguard Defenders says that over 230,000 individuals have been through the remote police stations and sent back to China, often under threat. What do you think of that, Dina? Well, I also heard that there's some here in the United States, too. Oh, yeah. I'm certain of it. I, I don't see how it could be avoided. They're just that, you know, maniacal, I guess is a good word. And why are we allowing this? Like, I don't understand. Why is Canada allowing China to do this in their nation? Why are we allowing this to happen in our nation, in the United States? Why are we well, letting this... Two words, for- Dina. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. <laughs> okay, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, but here in the U.S., it's like, I mean, oh, yeah. this is well, a foreign adversary. Somebody, it's, you know, it reminds me also of China buying our land. That too, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know. They just come in here, they buy our land, they're, you know, putting their little police stations here. It's crazy. Right. It is. Okay, well, we're going to keep moving because we've still got plenty to talk about. There were stunning video and photos taken along Florida's western coast show Tampa Bay Waterways sucked completely dry ahead of Hurricane Ian's arrival on Wednesday. Ian's powerful winds pushed away from the shore and into the Gulf, similar to what happened just before Hurricane Irma's arrival in 2017. But experts warn the receding tide, called a negative storm surge, is only temporary and that the water will return likely at much higher levels. And they're warning people, you know, don't go out there and walk around on the dry land that used to be ocean water area because you could be caught off guard if a huge wave comes back suddenly with that water. So they're telling people, don't go out there and walk around, you know, be wise and be safe. But the pictures are are just phenomenal. I mean, this what used to be ocean is now dry land. It was just completely sucked out of Tampa and redistributed probably down into Fort Myers. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking what has happened over there. Oh, yeah. Now, here is a really heartbreaking, speaking of that, headline. At least 17 people were burned alive as Inferno rips through a restaurant. 17 people were burned alive after Inferno ripped through a restaurant during busy lunchtime service in China. It started at about 12.40 p.m. local time in the Hangu Ziambing People's Restaurant in Changchun, the capital of Jilin Province. According to China State Television Channel CCTV, customers were inside the eatery during lunch hour when the fire began. Three people were injured and taken to hospital for treatment and charred remains of 17 people and removed from the dilapidated building. And so, wow, this event is so similar to just last week. We had a towering inferno in China catch on fire, some 40-some story building. That was devastating. So let's take a look at a couple more things before we close out here. I don't know if you've heard, but there was a successful cloned Arctic wolf born to a beagle in a Beijing lab on June 10. And I'm just now seeing this news. The announcement was made September 19th. Synogene researchers used donor cells from a wild female Arctic wolf to construct 137 new embryos from canine developing eggs, which they then implanted in seven beagles. So there there you go. They're cloning wolves, okay? Oh, boy. (laughs) Right, right. Then another thing, we have a woman who just threw her 18-month-old baby off a Louisiana bridge into the river. I think they were able to recover the child. But 
The woman was arrested with attempted first-degree murder, a child desertion and obstruction of justice. So, wow, that's just crazy. Okay, let's move on. And I think what we're going to do, since we have very little time left, is we're going to close out talking about Florida again. Because we started talking about it, and we're going to show a few pictures. Dina's can put this up here. Hurricane Ian left a trail of destruction across southwest Florida after it made landfall. The storm packed winds of more than 150 miles per hour as it brought dangerous storm surges and flooding. I mean, I can't even I can't even fathom 150 mile per hour winds. That's just unfathomable, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, really, like when it's 50 miles per hour and up, it starts to be bad. But 150, that's not even that's not even normal, right? No, no, it's it's kind of scary, you know, when it gets that that uh, those types of levels. And some locals will found themselves trapped inside their flooded homes as Hurricane Ian battered the state, knocking out the power for more than two and a half million people. And again, another place where the power goes down. We're seeing that all over the planet now. Every time there's a hurricane or anything, the power goes down. We have heard there is a death toll now of 21 people, uh, which... I'm afraid that might be climbing. And we've seen pictures. I mean, if you had, you know, a place down there like a a trailer that probably, you know, couldn't withstand this at all. It's probably gone. And uh, just horrendous things going on. I think Biden has declared this an emergency, state of emergency. And um, it definitely is. We're getting, I watched some clips of it. It's just horrendous what I've seen. Like I said, the rose out to Sanibel Island and that Captiva area is, uh, it's just horrendous. The amount of destruction is just, it's not like anything we've seen ever before in our lifetimes. Okay. They say 500 years ago, but not in our lifetimes. Right, Dina? That's right. Yeah. And one final headline here, a shallow 6.5 earthquake hits the South Sandwich Islands east of the South Sandwich Islands that happened. So we're, we're seeing earthquakes in diverse places. We're seeing unbelievable crime. We're seeing unbelievable weather events. And it's, you know, every week, it's getting crazier than the week before. Given that we have about an hour to do this, we can't cover it all. We're just trying to hit the high points. But uh, there's a whole lot more going on than we talk about. But uh, these are just some of the things going on. And it is devastating. Would you not agree, Dina? Yes. Catastrophic. Catastrophic. And... You know, it's just part of these end days, and it's part of Bible prophecy. And unfortunately, um, you know, people may ask, well, why does God allow these things to happen? If God is a loving God, a good God, why does he allow these things to happen? Well, it's not his fault. It's the sin in the world today, mm-hmm. you know, and right. um, the the earth is also groaning for his return and it's groaning because of the sin because of the bloodshed because of the crime because of the lying and the swearing it's the same reasons i believe that uh the animals are being taken in hosea chapter four it's just um you know ever since sin entered it goes all the way back to adam and eve you know and so one day you know the book of isaiah there's a there's a part in the book of isaiah that talks about how wonderful it's going to be here on earth one day when Jesus returns, um, the second coming, and places his feet, you know, on, um, on, on earth. And it's going to be a different type of world, you know, because at that time, you know, um, it talks about the animals, you know, playing with a child, I think a, you know, a lion or a cobra, I can't remember which, I'll put the scripture up there, but it's going to be a beautiful time because, you know, the earth will know, Jesus they'll know him and they'll know right and wrong and um it'll be like the garden of eden it will be like it should have been but right now there's too much sin in the world there's just too much and get right with Christ today you guys you know he is coming and we see that through these signs you know we see evidence of that that what he said would happen is coming to pass so right and because uh because humans have free will 
and they have freely chosen to reject Jesus and God's ways, then God will stand back and, you know, allow what results from that choice, that decision. And so that's what we're witnessing right now is what happens when a world rejects God and he steps away and allows the world to have its way. And that's what we are seeing with our own eyes. And so if you want to understand better what is going on now and what will come, we implore you to go to our video series, uh, Revelation for Beginners, which we cover Revelation line by line, and we do it with the 22 chapters of Revelation. It's a series. It's free. All you do is go over there, and you just can go through it with us. And we make it so that you can understand it. It's made especially for people who have never read Revelation before in their life, and maybe even never been in the Bible before. And we try to do this line by line and make it as simple as possible and help you to understand what's going on in this time in the world right now that you live in. There's no reason to be in the dark about what's going on right now and what's to come and no reason to live in fear if you know Jesus Christ right Dina that's right in fact if you know Jesus you should be excited that he's gonna come you know you'll be with him face to face for forever for an eternity in heaven and yeah you know um, it's, it's gonna be incredible so get excited yes you know we're gonna see some things you know as we are seeing right now you know, before his return, you know, we're seeing nobody knows the day or hour, but we know, you know, he's right at the door. So um, you can help by spreading the word about Jesus, telling people about Jesus so that they can be prepared and praying for those that are in these situations, these, you know, heart wrenching, catastrophic situations like what's happening in Florida. And even for the people, um, in Ukraine, those people there that, you know, they are having a war that they don't want any part of, you know, their people are suffering. So we need to pray for them, tell people about Jesus and look up because he is coming soon. So with that said, I want to thank you, Susan, for uh, coming on the show today and sharing all of these headlines with us. I also want to thank all of you for tuning in You'll be able to find this show on our playlist on YouTube under Jesus 24-7 and End Times News Report Week in Review. And we'll also have it on our Rumble channels and also on podcast. So you'll be able to listen to it on Google, Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. And so Susan, is there anything else you'd like to add before I uh, conclude the show? Well, like usual, Dina, thanks for all your hard work on the videos and the production. You do an awesome job, and we just hope everybody shares them with other people, especially if you want to use them for ministry tools for your church or outreach, however you want. We implore you to take advantage of them. Also, we'd like to hear from all of you, so please do leave your comments below this video. We'd love to get your thoughts. And again, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you, Susan. And we will talk to you soon. God bless.